station in North Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol office near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. Good morning. It's good to see each of you today. Welcome to New Bridge Baptist Church and welcome to the new year. Happy New Year. I'd like for you to stand and uh, get a book and turn with us to page 259.
chapter number 8 and if you don't mind please stand and honor the reading of the word of God boy it was a good holiday season wasn't it well, I look back and just think boy it went by fast but we had a great Christmas play and Todd I thought was all the, I, some of the meanings in those songs were just outstanding and the little kids did they not bless us and just I don't know, it just seemed like it was a wonderful holiday season, wasn't it? Flew by. <laughs> but it was good, amen. All right, let's begin in, let's see, we're in Romans chapter 8. Let's begin with verse 26. He said, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Let me just stop with verse 20. If you're wondering what God is doing or what God's trying to do with your life, he answers it right here. He wants to conform us to the image of his Son, don't he? Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. If you look at this chapter, you'll find that he starts this verse 26 with likewise, which is referring to back to the previous text. And the Apostle Paul talked about in this chapter the groaning of creation. He talked about the groaning of Christians. Now he's referring to the groaning of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit of God, on our behalf. You notice that? On our behalf. Romans 8, 26-39 reveals all three persons of the Godhead that are involved in working on our behalf. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us here in verses 26 and 27, 
Christ intercedes for us. Now, Holy Spirit intercedes in us. Christ intercedes for us in verses 33 and 34. And the Father provides for us in verses 28 through 32. We want to focus in on this through the Holy Spirit interceding in us. And we want to look at some help for our prayer life this morning. Some help for our prayer life. It takes effort to pray, don't it? I've said that many times. Matthew 26, 41. He talks about the fact that the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And since prayer is such a it is such an important part of our worship is such an important part of our work, of our witness, and so on and so forth, that the Holy Spirit wants to intercede, wants to work in us and through us, but Satan wants to hinder every way and every chance that he can because he knows it is so important. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get to praying, and it seems like the devil wants to, he'll throw up, well, you need to do this today. You need to do this today. You got that to do. You got this. And if you're not careful, you'll find your mind drifting. I don't know. Am I, I may be the only one that happens to, but that, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what, it takes effort. And you set aside a time or maybe a place, the phone will ring, something will happen. And so... He does all he can to try to discourage us. But I found that if we'll just put forth the effort, we try to have a set time, a set point, but sometimes that's hindered. Uh, we may have to adjust that, but we put forth the effort to go to the Lord and talk to Him. I'm going to tell you what, we'll find that the Holy Spirit does intercede and does help us, but you and I do have to put forth some effort, right? I remember the verse of Scripture, he says, you have not because you've asked not. Uh, sometimes we're wanting because we have failed, or I have failed, to take it to the Lord in prayer like I should. But today, as we focus in on how the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer life, I want us to see, first of all, that He is a partner in praying. He said, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That word infirmities means our weaknesses, our feebleness, our sickness, our illness, whatever we're going through, whatever difficulty that has come upon us, it is an infirmity. It's something that will bring us down. I'm going to tell you what, the Lord wants to encourage and Satan wants to discourage. He'll do all he can to discourage. But infirmity, he wants to help us in our infirmity. So no matter what you may be facing, no matter what you may be going through, the Holy Spirit's there to, to help you. That word helpeth means to give joint help. It's not a help that just takes over, but a help that rather that comes to exist. 
to assist, rather. The comforter, the Holy Spirit, you remember the word comforter literally means one called alongside to help. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll get some idea that the Holy Spirit just going to take over and we're not going to have to do anything else. But that's, that's not what the Word of God's teaching us here. Word of God's teaching us, we do our part, the Holy Spirit of God does His part, the Lord does His part. That's how things work together for the good. Amen? So there's a partner in our praying. And aren't you glad to have a partner in praying? Oh, thank God for that. Well, now... Secondly, the problem in praying. He says, we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And sometimes we just don't know exactly what to pray for or, or how to pray, especially in difficult circumstances. Sometimes things are going on and, and we think maybe this would be best, but God's saying, no, that's not what's best. And sometimes... Uh, uh, there we just, we're wondering, God, I don't know how to pray in this time in my life. I, I don't know what to really pray for. But that's when we go to the Lord and we say, and we're just honest with Him, and we just say, and the Holy Spirit of God who knows our heart and our mind, which God knows our heart and our mind, Jesus knows, but He's taking and He's interceding and He's taking it for the throne room on our behalf. Isn't that wonderful? Well, I don't know. I, I've had situations before that I just, I really just I didn't know how to really pray and, and what to really pray for. Third, a look at the passion in prayer. He said, The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The idea behind this is passion or agony. We need to pray earnestly enough that we, we actually are agonizing over our request to the Lord. How many times are we guilty, or I'm guilty? I pray for something, but I don't really get in earnest. I don't really get to that point that I need to be to really be praying about. But here, we need to put forth that earnest that uh, we need to get sometimes just in agony. It may be over a lost loved one. It may be over a circumstance that we're in or a situation that a friend's in or something that somebody's going through. And I'm going to tell you what, when one of our church people are, is suffering, we all ought to be in agony lifting them up. Lifting them up. Well, this same word here, groaning, uh, is used only one time. This, the, this Greek word is only it's used one other time in the New Testament. It's in Acts 7, 34, when they were talking about the children of Israel in Egypt's bondage. They were in groaning in agony in the bondage in Egypt and how God then sent and deliver them. Our passion will match, or the Holy Spirit will match it with His groaning and His own. Right? We put forth the effort. 
We get in agony. And the Holy Spirit will as well in us and on our behalf. I'm talking about our prayer life. Passion in prayer. All right. Perception in prayer. Fourthly, and he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Can I have your attention just right here, right quick? Just look right here. God knows your heart. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you've been through. He knows what you're fixing to go through. God, He knows. He knows our heart. God knows the mind of the Spirit. And He does, oh, know what we stand in need of. I'm glad I'm serving such a wonderful Lord, aren't you? He knows. Well, fifthly, a principle in praying is something very important. He said here in verse 27, the will of God is according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit prays for us according to the will of God. And when you and I pray, we need to be asking for the will of God to be done in that situation, in that circumstances, in our life. John wrote this in 1 John 5, 14, 15. He said, And this is the confidence we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. When we pray, and we pray for the will of God, God hears, and He answers our prayer. Now, I want to share this with you in closing. Remember, the answers to our prayers may be, first of all, could be direct. In other words, you remember in 1 Samuel 30, David? David, there they came back to Ziglag, and the Amalekites had come and took their wives and their children, their possessions and all they had, and they were all weeping and said that they couldn't weep anymore. They were upset, paraphrasing. And even David's own men at that time had thought about killing David. They were, that's how upset they was. So what did David do? He went to the Lord. And the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. How did he do that? By prayer. He went to the Lord. He talked to the Lord. He went to the man of God and talked to him. And, and the man of God went to the Lord on David's behalf. And David had a question. Do I pursue the Amalekites? Do I go after them? And the answer was a firm yes. It was a direct answer. And it gave David that assurance. And so he took his men and they pursued they took back all the wives. They took back all the children. They took back all their possessions. And they took back the possessions of the Amalekites. The answer was direct. Yes, pursue. And sometimes when we pray, God gives us just a, it's a direct answer. But say, second time, uh, the second thing is sometimes it's not a direct answer, but it's a denied answer. 
You say, what do you mean? David had a desire to build a temple. A man after God's own heart. We find this in 2 Chronicles 17. He said, Thou shalt not build me a house to dwell in. David, you've been a man of war. You've been a man of blood. You're not going to build me a house. But you know what? Your son, Solomon, will. David, I'm going to let you gather the materials. But the answer is no. You're not going to build it. And sometimes that's what God tells us. Now, let me point something out to you right quick. When God says no, it's hard sometimes to believe this, but it's in our own best interest. We may not see it at the time, but it is in our own best interest. Sometimes our prayer is denied. The Lord says no. Sometimes it's different. What do you mean? Second Corinthians chapter 12, very familiar. Paul's got a thorn in the flesh. We know that he said he prayed thrice, and I, many different Greek scholars debate over that. Some say uh, that's just three times that he prayed. Others said that it meant he, he prayed over a period of time, could have been up to 10 to 14 years. Paul had prayed for this. We don't know, but we do know he prayed at least three times. We do know that there was a thorn there, whatever this was. Some have speculated blindness, some have speculated epilepsy, some have speculated uh, their depression, others have speculated many things. But <clears throat> there, I'm going to tell you, I don't think we, we are told that. This is my thought process. He doesn't tell us what the thorn is so that no matter what you and I are going through, we can put that there in its place. David said, I mean, Paul said, Remove this thorn. Lord, please remove this thorn. And the Lord said, Paul, I'm not going to remove the thorn. But I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you more grace. Because my grace is sufficient. I know you're agonizing through this. I, I know this is difficult. But Paul, I want you to know I'm going to give you more grace. and going to give you more grace. I'm going to give you more grace. And Paul... You're going to be a greater man of God for me through this and because of this. Sometimes we go through things. God allows us to grow and God allows that to come in our life so that uh, you and I can be a stronger and a better witness for Him. I use this scripture a lot in, at, sometimes at funerals in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 where he talks about uh, their, uh, the God of all grace. And He is the God of all grace and mercy. He is the God of all love. But He goes on, and I'm going to paraphrase right quick those verses. What He is saying is that God allows us to go through things sometimes that when we come through, then we're able, when somebody else is going through something similar over here, we're able to come over here and say, Look, God will bring you through this. God will take care of it. He'll take care of it. I hadn't been exactly where you're at, but I've been in a similar situation, and I know God brought me through. God will bring you through. You stay focused on the Lord. He is the God of all comfort, and He will strengthen and encourage. And sometimes the answer to our prayer is different. It isn't the healing we're looking for. 
but it's the grace we find to help. And then let me finish with this right quick as we're getting ready to come with a song. Sometime the answers to a prayer are delayed. Daniel chapter 10, his, his prayer was... Now, let me say, he was hindered and delayed for, I think, three weeks coming. I'm going to tell you what, God could have removed that. There was a purpose in that delay. Sometimes there's a purpose in our delay. Uh, sometimes uh, it, we just need to stay faithful. We don't need to give up. We need to stay true and just keep trusting the Lord. And the answer to our prayer may be delayed. I'm going to tell you, lots of times we're praying and we really don't know, but God does. And we just need to say, hey, Lord, your will be done, not mine. Because God has something much better in store down the road. We just stay true and stay faithful in Him. Some help for our prayer life in this new year. May God bless each and every one is our prayer. Amen. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.